T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome into the 7 o'clock hour of Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abier, and Cullen Steele running master control. Uh, after the first break, we'll go- talk to Gary Smith, Tulane beat writer for the Times-Picayune, New Orleans advocate and publisher of thewavereport.com, talking about Tulane's loss in the military bowl to 41-20 to Virginia Tech. Cajun Cannon, what you got? Well, uh, not dealing what you just said, but um, and I'm just reading a few texts uh, that we get, and obviously the Saints, the Huda Nation, uh, it always uh, come to the forefront. People questioning the the future of Dennis Allen. Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, I, I'm gonna be totally objective about this. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna read this first. This is from um, let me see, twenty, let me see, ninety-two seventy-three. Bobby, I wanna. Uh, you know, piggyback on the last caller and he asked a question, whatever. Would you fire Dennis Allen? And I think the fans respect your opinion. Please answer that. Thanks. Uh, then it goes on. Uh, a different texter, 0734. If we don't change the offensive coordinator, whom has been there forever, um, we won't move forward. Okay. You ain't got to worry about Dennis Allen or Sneaky Pete, Pete Carmichael. They have enough skins on the wall, they will have an NFL job. They are more like a military brat that uh, not necessarily good for your family uh, members, depending on how old they are. You never want to move your family members. I dealt with that when in high school. Oh, damn, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave nowhere. You could go. I'm not going. I never forget this. Uh, in the late 90s, had a chance to go uh, coach at June Jones at University of Hawaii. And coach quarterbacks, man, my daughter's threw a temper tantrum. We're not going. All our friends are here in Atlanta. We're not leaving. You could go. Not even Hawaii. Uh, but we're not them, going. Huh? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so go, I don't know. Coach football in Hawaii, that sounds pretty sexy or uh, cool. Coach football in Hawaii, but it just goes to show you. But if you're coaching and you're going to go north, south, east, west, you have to be willing to move. So to me, Dennis Allen is one of the most outstanding, now you might not agree with this, most outstanding defensive coordinators in NFL history. Along the lines of like a Vic Fangio, who's the defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. Did Vic Fangio work out as a head coach with the Broncos? No. no. Uh, did Wade Phillips, bum son, did he work out as a head coach? No. No. 
but as a defensive coordinator. Buffalo Bills, you can go right. on and on. So, again, it's all about you want to provide and do what's best for you and your family. It might not, might not necessarily be as a head coach, but you got to be like a military brat. You got to be willing to move. So if it, even if it doesn't work out in New Orleans for Dennis Allen or Pete Carmichael, you think they got to fade off into the sunset? Hell no. They got too many skins in the wall. You know who trusts those two individuals? Sean Payton. Now, I don't know if that would occur. Uh, I would think more Sneaky Pete, Pete Carmichael, with Sean setting up a game plan in Denver uh, than Dennis Allen. Uh, you look at Coach Joseph running the defense, uh, what's going to come about to end the season. But you ain't got to worry about Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. They got enough skins in the wall. Uh, they're not going to be living under the interstate. Uh, they're they're going to be all right and going to be well compensated going forward. Now, Steve, uh, looking at the text, okay, I don't know. I might re- be, uh, be repeating myself. Now I'm stuttering. Okay, <laughs> um, um Hey, Bobby, if the Saints decide to part ways with Dennis Allen, would you like to see them uh, move to go after Bill Belichick, uh, who we know is not going back to New England? I would say uh, no. I think Bill Belichick has a number of different options, uh, but that's uh, too old school. I'd rather go in a different direction. And... uh, I'm looking at this previous text also. We're getting so many texts. I'm like, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, Bobby, if we don't change offensive coordinator who's been uh, there forever, uh, then we won't move forward. I can tell you this is what I think. Okay, this is what I think. Okay, I'm looking at my crystal ball, and I think uh, this is being objective when you're playing their percentages. If we beat Tampa Bay and Atlanta, there ain't no way Dennis Allen's getting fired. Now, you remember, listen to what I said. If we beat Tampa Bay. It'd be a nine-win season, two-game two improvement from a year ago. Exactly. Oh, but we won seven games last year. We right. won nine. Now, okay, what coaches? So then you change Pete Carmichael. And that was the coordinator. Derek Carr is not going nowhere. Exactly. But I can tell you this right now. If we go 7-10 and 7-10, how can you keep Dennis Allen? So that's why this is important for Dennis Allen his last two games. Are you winning or are you losing? Got to show improvement. You got uh, it. And the team has played hard for Dennis Allen. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, you might say, well, uh, Bobby, it's like garbage yards. Uh, I mean, uh, so what? We're losing 30-7. We lose 30-22. You look at Jacksonville game. You look at the, that. When you, when everybody or anybody says they've quit on Dennis Allen, you're full of crap. They ain't quit on Dennis Allen. You got to be a pro. You got to be a mature uh, individual, a professional football player, and you know you're constantly being evaluated. So you can't quit on the coach, or you shouldn't, if you're worried about your craft and you're worried about uh, having uh, NFL pro football lifestyle. So with that being said, but I think it's monumental. Going forward, we had right now for Dennis Allen's sake that we finished strong. Now, if you want to run off Dennis Allen, then you hope the Saints lose. You hope uh, they don't do anything against Tampa Bay or Atlanta. 
We need something different. But I'm telling you right now, if they beat Tampa Bay and Atlanta, Dennis Allen's not going nowhere. Even though, what is this, three straight seasons? We don't make the postseason? But I'm telling you, right. it'd be like, oh, but we're training in the right direction. We went from seven wins to nine wins. But to me, why, I think you have to be objective because you can look at the glass half full, half empty, however you want to look at it. There is no way in hell, no way in hell, that this season the Saints shouldn't have had double-digit wins. That's definitely how I felt about it going in. The schedule will never be any easier. Always the NFL, uh, anybody can beat anybody. No. No cold weather games. The NFC South was the NFC South. No, Steve, I can look at my notes. There's like five or six different things that was in the Saints' favor. Right. Listen. I was so optimistic because I look at where I thought we were and what we needed to achieve. I said, for sure, 10 wins, if not 11 wins. Okay, you know old school when you get the double-digit wins? That was a 16-game schedule, 10 and 6. So what if you're playing 17 games and if you're 10 and 7, is that supposed to be something special? Right. No. Was the modern-day version of special with the added game? 13? If you no 11. 11. No, no, no. Okay, now think about this. It, it, it's 11 and 6. Now, that, 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 to me, that's special versus 10 and 7. Because I'm going by what teams think about how do you get the double digit wins. But now you add another game, it has to be a double digit plus. So, right. organizations around the NFL, they can't fake the fans. <laughs> uh, we got to educate them. You can't fake the funk. I mean, you have to get this right. So that's why if you're truly training in the right direction, I don't know what you could do in the postseason, but there's no way in hell we should not have got the double-digit wins. So even if we win the last two, because we don't got no damn tiebreakers, I can break it all down. We don't have the tiebreakers. Because, you know, when you look at the tiebreakers, and i got to find in my notes. Uh, if you look at the tiebreakers, okay, what are you doing head-to-head Against Green Bay, what happened? We had a 17-point lead and we lost. Okay, uh, Minnesota, what happened? Uh, we playing the astronaut and we freaking lost. And then all of a sudden, uh, we playing the Rams. Uh, okay, you win. Got you spanked. control your destiny. We got spanked. Now you look at Seattle and, and the NFC West. So, no, we, we were in control of our destiny. But we, we were trying to be in control. What happened? We freaking lost. We lost. So it's very discouraging. You know who also lost too lame? We're going to be talking about Green Wave with Gary Smith when we get right back after this break here on WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Was a tough one at the Military Bowl where it seemed to be raining the entire game. A downpour. Virginia Tech taken down Tulane 41-20. to Welcoming in now Gary Smith, Tulane beat writer for the Times, Picayune, New Orleans advocate and publisher of TheWaveReport.com. Always appreciate your time, Gary. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, I'm doing well because I was in the press box for the whole game. Uh, I went out, <laughs> I went out well, in the conditions well, because that was. And, 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 and Gary, you're in the press box. Uh, you're out of the weather, uh, inclement weather, I should say. Um, but, you know, uh, what I was shocked at, and I think you might agree with this, there's no way I thought, because you look at team, uh, Tulane's defensive line and you're giving up uh, 360-plus yards rushing. Uh, like, oh, well, they didn't have Michael Pratt, their quarterback. But he don't play defense. Uh, Gary, that's where I was shocked. I really say I was shocked. Oh, I guess we lost. We lost. Damn! Did we lose Gary? <laughs> I might have to get a better connection. We'll try and uh, reconnect with Gary um, in a second here. But yeah, um, it was a brutal game uh, in the the weather weather wise out there in Maryland. Um, happy that he was got to, to be in the press box and not okay. in the stands, obviously. Okay. Well, uh, Gary, uh, we're glad you got you. Uh, we got yeah. you back. Uh, but yeah. I, I was kind of surprised how. I mean, yeah. come on, you give up. Listen, if you'd have given up two hundred yards, that'd have been a lot. But three sixty mm-hmm. plus. I mean, I, I was yeah. shocked by that. Yeah, I, I just there were some some mitigating factors. One, Jesus Machado. Tulane star linebacker who had 98 tackles going into the game, which was 23 more than any of his teammates went out with a knee injury in the first quarter. And Tulane held up pretty well in the first half. It was the second half where they just got worn down. They had their two linebackers basically had to play every down um, after that because they have a rotation of three and and they just got worn down. And the other thing I'll say is in the rainy conditions that benefited Virginia Tech's quarterback uh, is really elusive and fast, and he knew where he was going, and Tulane didn't, and I think footing was a problem. And it, but I think it's just the reality of not having your coach, not having your defensive coordinator, not having a number of players on on defense. They just got worn down. Yeah, the numbers. But I'll tell you what surprised me more than the quarterback running for the yards. The the, the Virginia Tech running back had, had over 100 yards, and Tulane had a streak of 34 consecutive games without allowing a running back to to gain a, a hundred yards. Wow. But they just got they just got worn down. That that's that's all it was to it. It was a tie game midway through the third quarter, and then Virginia Tech had four possessions, three touchdowns, and a field goal. And that and and and, and I, yeah, I just think if Tulane had their if Shieldwood were still Tulane's defensive coordinator, if they didn't have a skeleton staff on defense, they had a graduate assistant coaching the defensive mm-hmm. line and the linebackers. I think all of that came to a head down the stretch of that game. Yeah, Gary, with the transfer portal and uh, coaches, uh, you know, going from one university to the other, I think that's the day and age we live in uh, with the bowl games. Uh, but the one thing, you know, uh, you watch, yeah. okay, let me see when the kickoff, what's going to happen. 
and I can remember watching both games. Now it's back to back. Uh, you couldn't uh, have gotten off to a better start. Yeah. Uh, look at SMU. Oh, we're winning 7 0. It's almost like mm-hmm. a give. And then the same thing, scoop and score. In the Virginia Tech game, you're up 7 0. Boy, but that didn't really, really matter how the rest of the game transpired. Yeah, it was. I, I wrote in my game story. It was pretty eerily similar. The two games were two, and you can't, like you just said, you can't get off to a better start, and you can't finish any worse. And 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 that was the reality. But really, Tulane could have been ahead at halftime if not for uh, some mistakes. Um, their their punt returner, who's only doing that role because their starting punt returner Jaquan Jackson opted out, muffs a punt trying to catch it over his shoulder in the rain, um, hands the ball to Virginia Tech at the 11 yard line. Uh, that was that was a, that was a killer because um, Tulane was ahead seven to three at the time. If they'd have been able to have a lead going to halftime instead of being down seven, it might have made a difference. But Bobby, the stats you pointed out, if a team's going to run on you like that, eventually the result is going to come, and and, and, yeah. and that's what happened at the end. Now, uh, Gary, uh, boy, you look at the success of the program the last couple of seasons. Obviously, you didn't finish like you finished last year. Right. I, I still think that was the heyday in the Cotton Bowl to beat a mm-hmm. prestigious program as far as the history like the USC Trojans, mm-hmm. and you win that in the Cotton Bowl. So when you're looking forward, okay, now 2024 season and 25 season, if you're looking in your crystal ball, what are your expectations for the Tulane Green Wave going forward? Considering yeah, well, the past two seasons' success, yeah. what, what is Tulane going to do going forward? If you're Tulane, the goal is again to make the American Athletic Conference Championship game for the third straight year. Because remember, Tulane went eight no this year in the league, and the team that beat them handily is not in the league next year. <laughs> right, right. Going they're going to the ACC. ACC. Yeah, the league the league has gotten weaker, and Tulane, if they're the program they want to be. And the program they never were in the past, they they need to be able to dominate this league or at least be compete for championship every single year. And yeah, they're they're bringing in a coach, John Sumrall, who has won two straight championships in the Sun Belt with Troy, so that's his expectation too. He, he's obviously got some holes to fill. He's going to have to bring in a quarterback from the transfer por- from the from the transfer portal to replace Michael Pratt. Um, they, they they they're losing some key seniors, but they're certainly again, this is a team as. You know, as poorly as they ended the season on those last two games, this is a team that went eight no and uh, in the league. And actually, although they played a bunch of close games, they didn't trail in the second half of their last five conference games. So they're they're in position if 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 John Summerall can 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 use that transfer portal the right way, they're in position to 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 go after another conference championship next year. We'll, we'll have to see whether he can do it. You mentioned Coach Summerall. How's he doing assembling his staff right now for the for the wave? Yeah, I, I'm assuming he's going to bring in a yeah he. he no interviews with him right now, um, but I, I assume he's going to bring a bunch of his Troy assistants to Tulane. Certainly, he's bringing his defensive coordinator with him because um, he <laughs> he ain't he ain't retaining Shield Wood, who was Tulane's <laughs> defensive coordinator and was his defensive coordinator right. last year at Troy, who he dismissed um, right after he got there for yeah for for whatever reason. Apparently, allegedly trying to poach some players to to, to go to to go to Houston. So it'll and Troy had just as dominant the defense this year as they did last year. I, I would expect four or five members at least from his staff from Troy to, to, to be announced in the next couple of days as, uh, as, as joining Tulane. Now, uh, you know, Gary, when you consider the success um, of Michael Pratt, mm-hmm. man, I, I can't think of who's the quarterback who went with uh, uh, the, the Redskins um, at Washington. I was trying to think of old school. 
His name's going to come to uh, And then also look at the Tampa Bay quarterback who was like uh, Tom Brady's babysitter. So, uh, oh, yeah, right, right. Ryan Griffin. Oh, well, um, Ryan yeah, Griffin. And, and then uh, yeah, Patrick and Ramsey. Patrick, Patrick Ramsey. Ramsey. Correct. And, so I look. Yeah. Uh, so shouldn't Tulane expect mm-hmm. that type, potentially maybe NFL quarterback uh, yeah. for the future? I mean, to entice yeah. him to come to New Orleans? Yeah, I, I think it's possible, and, and also they had right after Patrick Ramsey, they had JP Lawson, yeah. and he had a he had a he had a few years in the NFL. Yeah, with and the Buffalo before, Bills. And, and, yeah, and then Sean King, obviously, before then, um, he 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 he, he uh, took Tampa Bay, yeah. um, to an NFC Championship game. So that they've had some history there, and look. Have a winning culture right now. Obviously, it didn't. They, they didn't get the result they wanted today. Um, but but John Summerall is very aggressive. He's absolutely going to sell guys on the history of Tulane at quarterback when Tulane has a good team, and sometimes when Tulane didn't even have a good team. <laughs> and uh, and and what Michael Pratt did in the last four years. And I think it should be. I I, I see no reason why he can't attract a, a, a pretty good quarterback. Gary, appreciate the time. Glad you got to stay dry out there, and uh, hope all yeah. is well for you, man. It's good. I'm in the pouring down rain, driving uh, driving back to my my motel. So this is this is a little dicey, but I, but I made it through the call without any uh, serious injury. So <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> appreciate it, and thanks Thank for you, always Garrett. the great insight, man. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> Thank, thanks for having me on. That's Gary Smith, Tulane beat writer for the Times, Picky, New Orleans advocate and publisher of the Green Wave Report. Uh, Cajun Cannon, the uh, NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame's modern era finalists, the class of 2024, have been revealed. Okay, help me out. Who's been revealed? We have Eric Allen. Oh, he had a pick six against me. Jared <laughs> Allen. Jared Allen has a pass rusher in the Vikings, right? Yeah, Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates, tight end to Chargers. Rodney Harrison. Uh, safety. Uh, I want to say, was it uh, like uh, Patriots? Uh, I think uh, that's what I remember him And Chargers, most. too. Char- but Patriots more. Yeah. Uh, Devin Hester. Oh, yeah, the, the Bears, uh, yeah, 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 awesome returner. Uh, you were talking about, like, uh, uh, returning the football. Uh, Devin Hester, not only the Bears, but also the Falcons. Uh, safety, Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson, oh, he had a pick six against me. Uh, <laughs> I wanna, well, maybe I'm, I'm thinking of Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson maybe was with the Steelers, had a pick six against me. Uh, but uh, the Darren Woodson, was that Dallas? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I used to. I burned him. Uh, he, he didn't do nothing against me. And then I'll make a quick here. Three receivers: Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, and Reggie Wayne. Okay, uh, Tory Holt, uh, St. Louis Rams. Remember that uh, with, uh, with with uh, Werner and all right, that. Part of the greatest show on turf. Oh no, without a doubt, uh, <laughs> Tory Holt was unbelievable. I want to say North Carolina State. If I'm getting that right now, who, who's the other two? Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, uh, yes, that would be um, with the Houston Texans. And, and the then, obviously legendary Reggie Wayne, we know. Uh, uh, Reggie Wayne, Indianapolis <laughs> coach with Peyton Manning, uh, him and Marvin Harrison. Uh, Reggie Wayne from the West Bank. Right. Uh, from John Arrett. And all of a sudden, uh, I think he went to the U, uh, University of Miami, if I can remember. So I've had a bunch of concussions. My mind's still working a little bit to remember those players. No, those are all all significant uh, players that have a, uh, that's had an unbelievable impact in the NFL. We're gonna take a break when we get back. We're gonna get into our Saints sound bank and hear what Derek Carr had to say after today's practice as the Black and Gold get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday high noon in Raymond James Stadium. We'll be right back with more of Sports Talk right after this here on WWL. We're back here on Sports Talk. 
Want to get into our Saints sound bank, like I said. Saints quarterback Derek Carr spoke to the media today as the black and gold get ready for a trip to Tampa Bay to take on those Buccaneers, and here's what the Carr had to say. Major decisions get made in the NFL at the end of seasons about the fate of coaches, players. How important is it for you guys to to keep trying to show your head in the right direction and that this whole thing wasn't Yeah, we always want to do that. You know, that's one thing I was told no matter – Know, what the situation that you're in uh, in the NFL. I was taught any chance you get to put a jersey on, any chance a coach gets to walk out here, you got to keep proving it every day. Charles Woodson used to tell me that you're 18. You know, he's like, I'm trying to prove it every day because it don't matter who you are. It's Charles Woodson, the best defensive player arguably ever. And he's like, dude, if I don't show that I can you know, tackle or cover or make, it a, make a play, he's like, that's it, you know? And so he's like, you, you always keep that mindset. You know, us as players, um, you know, whether it's been a great season or a tough season, you're always trying to show that because you, you know that there's always someone waiting to replace you. They got hundreds of college kids about to come up that all want to take our jobs. You know, we all still want to feed our families and same thing coaches, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's something that we're taught. Like when you first get in the league, that's something talked about by the older guys all the time. Derek, based on your experience, what's kind of the <clears throat> difference between, between a team that stacks up a bunch of wins and finishes like – top of the division yeah. and a team that's kind of the position you're in now. Or yeah. Just like how, how fine is that line? How fine can it be? The, the line is super close. Um, you know, there's some teams that, you know, I, I've played in my career where, you know, you play against them and you're like, yeah, they'll be good in a couple of years. And then they end up with nine or ten wins. And you're like, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. And it's because these games are so close. You look at how many games that we've had that have been so close that, or whether we had leads or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, that the, the NFL is designed for everyone to go 500, you know, and, you know, the way they do salary caps and the way free agency and the draft and all this kind of stuff. And you see the details of every assignment. Like, you can't have one guy on one play that it may cost, you know. And then you look back like, man, we needed that one win or we needed that one play. And so, especially when you're growing something, you, you, you have to – keep pressing as hard as it is you know we talk about as hard as it is after a tough loss or after you got to keep pressing into that culture and keep pressing into doing things right because eventually i've seen when you keep doing right those things begin to go all of a sudden man it went our way oh man we, we finished that one better oh we won that game and it's frustrating to go through but if you go the other way it's, you end up not having anywhere close to the season you want you got to keep going after it though what's the team mindset now you're in this also in situation you guys got it's a playoff mindset, you know. That's one thing we've, we've been talking about is like, God, this playoff mindset, like, you know, you would hope, you know, me and RC talk about this all the time as quarterbacks, and really should everybody, but me and RC always talk about like, that should be our mindset all the time. And we and we always talked about that from the beginning. Gruden, same thing. Ole, same thing. We always talked about that should, that should be our mindset in OTAs. And when you carry that mindset, it's easy. My wife asked me this the other night, like, how, like, in the, like, when, just a general football question. She was like, how do you like handle like the pressure? I was like, well, when you're in it, like you've, you've worked so hard and you've put so much into it. You don't even really think about it in that moment. You know, you're just, you're just out there and you're just playing. And so, you know, for, for some guys, the younger guys, you teach them how to be in that mindset early and now they're going to get a real taste of it, you know? And so uh, for me individually, uh, experience helps, you know, I've been in that situation a couple of times and you know what it takes. I'm going to go out there and give everything I have all week long and then on Sunday give my best that I can give and 
you know, I, I know if I gave everything I had, you can live with that. Uh, it may hurt. It may be really exciting. I don't know, but you can't think about that. You just got to stay focused on that process, and that's kind of how what keeps my mind focused when I just focus on that. How much have you guys discussed the margin of the previous meeting with Tampa Bay? You know, I think it might oh, have been yeah. the most lopsided game. Just the extent to, to which you really feel that margin may be misleading relative to how the teams match up or wanting to prove that or anything like that. Well, you know, we are we are what we've earned, you know, and you know we earned a loss that day, which it wasn't good. They they got after us, and I'll never take that away, you know, from anybody. They they did a great job, uh, and we we needed to do better that day. But you know, we're excited for another challenge. You know, they're leading our division. They're an amazing team with amazing coaches. They got great, they got talent everywhere. They got champions, you know, on that team all over the place, and it's another tough challenge for us. Uh, but it's one we're excited for. You know, you never back down from a challenge. You go out there, face it full, you know, you know, head on and give it your best shot. And so we're excited to play against them. But the margin, all that, you don't really talk about that. You know, even when you win a game, when you lose a game, when you watch the film, you're just making corrections on how to get better. You know, and you're not necessarily saying, well, it was 11 points or it was 16 or it was two. Or You don't really do that. It's just like these are the three things. We've got to do these better in practice this week so we do it better in the game. And that's just kind of been like my experience, like for the last ten years, like football-wise. Is that why divisional sweeps um, seem to be difficult because of the ability to make those corrections and then do it over? Yeah, I've, just in my just in my experience, um, you know, it's it's rare where a team it's just so lopsided that they have no chance. You know, you know, it, eventually it, it comes back, you know, and it's back and forth. And that's kind of what we talked about earlier about the NFL. It's just, it's made to be so even. And especially in the division, you're drafting against, oh, they have that, we need this. Free agent, we need this, they have that. And that's why it usually it goes pretty much back and forth as, you know, the years go on. That was Saints quarterback Derek Carr after today's practice and Cajun Cannon. Some more names were coming out for the uh, Hall of Fame list and on it, a one that the Houdat Nation knows well in Jari Evans, who spent 11 of his 12 seasons at right guard with the Saints, four times named an All-Pro, uh, won a Super Bowl with the Saints, and was named yeah. to the Hall of Fame, uh, the Team Hall of Fame's All 20, uh, to the Hall of Fame's All, all 2010 team. Uh, not the All Decade. How about he's on the All Decade? The All uh, 2010s team. So that's got to be it. Yeah, decade. yeah. I want to say All Decade. Right. Okay. Uh, Jari Evans. Uh, no. Uh, listen. I guess nothing against uh, Caesar Ruiz <laughs> or Hurst or Andrew Speed, but I guess uh, it is against them. Uh, they can't hold Jari Evans' jock. Well, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, uh, but but you know who right now? I wish our offensive lineman um, is two guys, uh, Ben Grubbs. Solid. Uh, 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 and then who was the other one? Max uh, Unger. I know that. No, no, that was the center. Okay, that was the center. I wish McCoy was like a Max. Carl Unger. Nix. Uh, no, uh, Carl Nix. Oh, yes. Uh, Carl Nix. Carl Nix was on Jari Evans' <laughs> uh, level. Then he got paid big money by the Buccaneers. Then he got that damn staff infection. And then all of a sudden. But the, and the it Buccane- was never the same. The, the Buccaneers took care of him, though. They, they uh, compensated him. Uh, but it was Ben Grubbs and Larry Wolford. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ben Grubbs and Larry Wolford is better than any guards we have right now. And we pay in. Now, now think about this. Larry Wolford, Ben Grubbs. You know, uh, I want to say uh, Grubbs came from the Ravens. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Larry Wolford, I'm going to say University of Kentucky. But them at guard, when I look at Cesar Ruiz and we paying him 40 plus million, uh, and then what we paid uh, Andrew Speed, 
Now I got to give Anders Pete credit. He goes from guard to tackle. He's been very serviceable, but it just shows you the market. We paying those guys and we uh, compensated McCoy, and they all making like a bunch of millions. What do you think, like Saints 30, fans? 40 million. What are, but we not dominant. How are Saints fans going to react if once again the Saints end up paying Andrews Pete? I mean, uh, then Andrews Pete. Once you pay him, then he might. He said, "Okay, I'm hurt. I don't know if I can do that." No, because Andrews Pete, there's a market for him right now in the future. Because again, supplying the man, what he's done at left tackle. That helps his market, if not the Saints, other teams. Because, you know, guard, tackle, tackle, guard. No, Andrews Pete has done an outstanding job. Who has not done an outstanding job? Uh, 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 okay, he can't even beat out the guy from Kentucky, Landon Young. How about Trevor Penning? Who? I mean, yeah, who? Trevor Penning? I mean, uh, you know, fans might say, well, Bobby, does he know his plays? I mean, uh, we best case scenario, he's like a jumbo package. <laughs> I mean, come on. But uh, what I look at right now, and we were spoiled when we had under Sean Payton and Drew Brees, our offensive line was dominant. I'm talking about dominant. Uh, look at all the NFL teams. Right now, uh, we're not dominant. So end of story. We're going to take a break. Be right back with more Sports Talk. Closing things out right here on WWL. Back here on Sports Talk, Cajun Cannon. I know you wanted to mention the interior well, of the Saints offensive line. Uh, okay, and I think I'm being objective about this. You look at uh, the old line because we've been spalled way in the past. Okay, if you look at the likes of Max Unger and when we had uh, Larry Warford and Ben Grubbs. Okay, is McCoy and Cesar Ruiz considering what we have invested in them and whether it be Andrews P, but now he's at, um, at, at tackle, but Hurst. So let's say, look, a guard, a guard center guard. Uh, so interior lineman. I mean, uh, you know what's crazy? Our guards were so dominant at a time, this might have been a decade plus, that we made Brian De La Puente at center look like uh, he was formidable. And we can rely upon him. But I'm telling you, we spoiled who that nation. We had Max Unger. And when you had uh, Jari Evans, who's getting ready to go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and Carl Nix, and then I'm talking about the second string, uh, with Ben Grubbs and Larry Wolford. No, the cats we got now that we're paying, they ain't even on their level as far as production and winning in the trenches. So now do you think it's more on the talent or does that come down to coaching too? Talent, 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 talent. I was going to say, how much do you think the team misses Zach Streif being in in Denver? Is that maybe a little – I'm overstretching things right now. Yeah, yeah. I I would say it's a damn player. Uh, It's a damn player. Uh, Now, Ryan Ramchek, uh, he started out uh, unbelievable. Now he got a degenerative knee. I don't know. His knee's jacked up. I mean, he can't practice all the time. Right. And, uh, no, Ryan Rebchek, opposite of Teron Armstead, who now is with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's very formidable uh, tackles on the offensive line. And we were exposed to all of that. So uh, that's why we think it's always going to be like that, and it's not. That's just frustrating. Want to check out our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Frank and Lulin, you're going to have the last say of the night here on Sports Talk. What you got, Frank? Hey, Bobby. 
I got a couple questions and to see what your response would be. Okay. Uh, I was trying to get on last night with Mickey Loomis. I wanted to speak to him about franchise quarterbacks. Have you ever, in your professional career, seen a team cut a franchise quarterback? Uh, not really. Uh, well, I have to think about that. The cut a franchise did, quarterback. Did the Colts cut Peyton Manning? Uh, uh, well, no, he was hurt and then damaged goods. And uh, you had Andrew Luck and all that. Right. So, so, yeah, you have to look at uh, what's waiting in the wings and what you have invested in the quarterback. So, to say out and out, cut a franchise quarterback. Um, now, a lot of money invested in um, uh, Russell Wilson. And you look at, like, the Broncos are not starting him the last two games because they don't want him to get hurt and they got to pay him $37 million in March. Uh, so that all, from a financial perspective, that all comes about. So when you talk about franchise quarterback, I have never really seen off the top of my head to say that teams have cut a franchise quarterback. Because if, they, if it is an example, uh, that means they don't have much money invested in him in the future. We, we paid Derek Carr $150 million as a franchise quarterback. And he didn't even play the last few games for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, because it was very similar. To, I, I want to say the clause in his contract, like uh, Russell Wilson, where if he plays and he gets hurt, then like come March or whatever, they got to pay him a whole lot of millions. So they don't want to take the chance because it is a violent contact sport. They don't want him to get hurt. And then all of a sudden, uh, what are you talking about? I'm hurt. I didn't pass the physical. You still got to pay me. So uh, that's why, Frank, when you look at what occurred with Derek Carr and the Raiders as far as the benching, probably a lot of similarities what happened with Russell Wilson and the Broncos right now. Okay. That, that was just – I was trying to get an understanding yeah. of why you would sign a player like that. It's such a large contract. Uh, you know, your yeah, quarterback yeah. is the guy that touches the ball every play. He's the most important player on right. the field. Right, no, 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 Frank, like you're saying, uh, let me tell you, if you're a Saints fan and you're looking to the future, and the future is always now, uh, we need Derek Carr to work out next year. And it might be that he plays uh, well, but we want to go to next championship level. It might take a different quarterback. That's why I brought up to Mickey Loomis last night that no, no, I'm not anti-Derek Carr, uh, very similar uh, 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 Steve, uh, I can't think of his name now. That 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 went from the uh, the Chiefs to the Redskins. Um, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Okay, he was the guy they won, but not a championship. Second night, Cajun Cannon. All right, uh, I can talk about this tomorrow. Who that nation? All right, later. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.